Hello, and welcome to the Hollywood Hustle podcast, where we bring the stories and struggles of artists climbing a ladder of success and how they survive the city of dreams, Los Angeles. I know, I know, usually Act 2, you hear the beautiful, dulcet tones of one Michael Lutheran, but uh, Michael is on assignment at a wedding up in the Bay Area, so uh, I'm filling in, filling in for him for this uh, small intro for our Halloween special episode. Ooh. Yeah, I just did that. Um, <laughs> welcome, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed part one uh, of our uh, interview series with Todd Nunez. Uh, some really great stuff out of that about directing and the horror genre and chasing your dreams. Uh, it was so great to talk to uh, Todd one-on-one. But for this episode, we have something really great. Uh, before I get to it, I just want to remind everybody, because uh, we're not really going to do an, in- uh, an outro uh, for this episode so make sure you go to Hollywood Hustle Podcast at gmail.com and send us an email um, about your favorite horror films or scary moments or if you you know anything you you got out of uh, Todd's discussion or anything you get out of this episode or enjoy about this episode let us know if you enjoy this episode it's a special different kind of episode let us know if you liked it if you want us to do more uh, uh, you know we're, we're definitely open to hearing your thoughts um, you can follow us at LA Hustlecast on Twitter. You can also follow us on Instagram at Hollywood Hustle Podcast. Uh, we post different things on each one. It's not the same thing. Sometimes it is, but not all the time. Uh, and so, you know, it's good to follow both because you never know what one or the other is going to do. Um, so, anyways, without further ado, I don't want to keep you too long. In this episode, Act Two, for Halloween, we decided to do something really special for you guys. We had. Available to us, Todd Nunes and Ashley Mary Nunes, a scream queen and a horror film director. And we were wondering, what is a fun thing we can do for an episode that's going to be released on Halloween? Well, Todd and Ashley have both said their favorite horror film is Halloween. So I asked them if they would sit down with us and record a commentary for the film Halloween. So after we finished with part one, we walked over to the TV, set up the mics, Ashley joined us. We got some uh, snacks. We put in the Blu-ray, and we paused it on the uh, on a logo. You'll hear that in the uh, opening of the uh, episode. Uh, and we watched the movie. So if you have a Halloween, put the movie in. Uh, pause it where we say that we have ours paused. And when we say hit play, hit play. It's perfectly easy. Uh, and you can follow along. We do point out at certain areas uh, where we are in the movie, so you can make sure you're still in the sync with where we're at. But uh, we talk about the movie. Uh, Todd and Ashley know a ton of trivia and interesting facts about the film and the actors in it, so you get a lot of that. We talk about horror films. Todd and I start writing our Halloween the Musical. It's, 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 it's insane. It was so much fun to do. Um, it's a decent long episode because it's the length of Halloween, but... 
you know, if you're watching it with us, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, this could also be fun, I think, to listen to the car uh, just for a good laugh. So take a listen. Uh, enjoy. We love you guys. And please have a happy and very safe Halloween. Oh, and send us pictures of what you will go as for Halloween or tell us what you go as. We're very curious to know about that. My son personally is going as a dinosaur for Halloween. Uh, my wife has been working on his costume, and it looks great. Uh, I don't know what Michael's going on as. Usually he goes as the Joker, I'm guessing. Or some comic book villain, some literary character. That's what he's gone as, I think, the last two years. So we'll see what he does this year. But uh, thank you so much, guys. Please enjoy the special commentary for the movie Halloween with Todd and Ashley Mary Nunez. Welcome back, everybody. We're back for part two of our Halloween special podcast episode. Uh, you know, we had a wonderful first part with Todd. Uh, I, you know, it was just fantastic talking to someone who has such passion for a genre and what he does and what he loves. Uh, with me for part two, as always, is my Jamie Lynn Cur- Lee Curtis, Mr. Michael Lutheran. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is my Jamie Lee Curtis impersonation. It sounds nothing like her. Why does she sound like she has Southern Belle, like sitting on the porch drinking some sweet tea? Sounds like a Muppet. Exactly. Don't hit me, Jason. <laughs> Just like, oh, how do, there's scary things happening around me. Oh, boy. Oh, Michael, you're giving me the vapors. <laughs> Where's the preacher's son? Uh, with us, uh, as last time, is Mr. Todd Nunez, wonderful Hello. director. And then back with us to join us for this is the beautiful and talented Miss Ashley Mary Nunez. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Now, I brought robots for you to fight, but they didn't work. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we decided to do something really special for our, our part two with Todd and Ashley, and they were, so, they were game for it, and I was very excited. Since this is coming out on Halloween, we are going to do a commentary of the movie, all through the house. No, I'm just kidding. Halloween. <laughs> I switched it when you weren't looking. We're going to do a commentary of Halloween. Uh, we're just going to talk about the movie as we watch it. You guys can watch along. Uh, we're going to talk about other topics during it, whatever kind of comes to mind. Ashley has been kind enough to uh, provide us with a smorgasbord of food uh, to enjoy while we listen, while we watch this movie. So that means that you as well should also have snacks in your favorite movie eating tricks you should or, message or ashley on twitter and say please bring me a sporgasborg of food <laughs> at, at the girl wonder she'll be right there uh but no thank you so much guys for joining us for this I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear y'all's love for it because uh, as, as i said in the last podcast i didn't watch any of these movies until way later in my in my adulthood because i watched the really crappy ones as a kid uh and love them uh like i watched jason x i think before i watched the original jason yeah that was my life. <laughs> I made all the wrong choices. <laughs> well, and see, for me, when I was a teenager, it was all about the gore, uh, the gory horror films like Saw, Hostel. The torture films. Yes, yes, the torture films. And so those really turned me off to horror for a long time. And so I didn't see Halloween until a couple of years ago when I worked Halloween Horror Nights with Daniel. And out of like a surprise raffle, I won the DVD Halloween. And so I only saw it a couple of years ago, and I'm excited to sit down with some horror aficionados, mm-hmm. you know, and Absolutely. go and break it all down. Absolutely. So right now we are looking at the A Compass International Pictures release logo. We're watching the Blu-ray edition. You can watch it on VHS or Betamax. Yeah. 
Um, so right now we have it paused there, and we get your remotes handy, and we're going to unpause it and start playing in, in three, three, two, two one, play. Happy All right, now that it is playing, yeah. Compass International Pictures, it are they fading. still around? <laughs> Does anybody know? Who knows the trivia behind Compass? <laughs> No, this is like my favorite opening sequence of any movie. Just make sure everybody gets close to the microphones, please, so we can... Favorite opening (laughs) sequence. Yeah, this is actually... I mean, this really creates the mood for the entire movie. This just slow burn of pushing in on this pumpkin and that... That great theme, that great John Carpenter theme. I'm pretty sure I see like fingers in a black glove, like holding this pumpkin <laughs> like, underneath. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. As I look even closer. Introduce, <laughs> introducing yeah, Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis. Curtis, aka Michael Luther. But then you know that she goes on to get the top billing in Halloween 2 mm-hmm. over Donald. Now, and uh, in the next, well, they just announced that they're doing not a reboot, but a sequel yeah. to Halloween. Now, I'm guessing there's been other Halloween movies. That have come out. Is it going to be a sequel to Halloween 2? Okay, no, now here. It's ignoring Halloween 2. Well, now, here, here's oh. the thing that's going on with that. Like, I want someone to come out and say. Like, I want John Carpenter to, to specifically say that we are disregarding Halloween 2. Because. They did yesterday. They, but he said. He didn't specifically say Halloween 2. Because, the, obviously, the controversy, if you've seen both of the shows, that Halloween 2 directly follows Halloween. It is in the same exact night. As the original. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and also Halloween 2 is where Laurie and Michael become brother and sister. Which is so synonymous with uh, everybody that knows Halloween. Uh, how confusing is that going to be if, if they're not? And I think that that's probably... If, if they're going to disregard Halloween 2, then they're probably going to be disregarding Jamie and Michael as brother and sister. Wow. Right. So just to do a catch-up right now, directed by John Carpenter, just yeah. came up on the screen just so everybody follows And also, um, was it a couple of years ago, Todd and I saw Halloween on 35mm on the big screen. Yes. With, with John Jamie, Carpenter. With John, Jamie Lee Curtis and John Carpenter. And one of the questions that was asked was, will you guys work together again? And mm-hmm. so she said, if you write something for me, if you have yeah, something for go. me. Yeah. So. So here's the famous house we're creeping on right now. We open up on a white house. (laughs) Now, one of the things I just first loved about when I saw this movie for the first time was like getting that first perspective. Like you're clearly now involved with the story. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you evil? Yes. Which is a question that is you ask yourself continuously through this. Why? Why is Michael doing what he's doing? Mm -hmm. Which creates a lot of suspense. I love this, the camera right here as it's going around the house because it makes you uncomfortable already because it puts you in this look of almost as a, a peeping Tom where you're looking into the window of these people's lives and it actually puts the audience into that window. The, you know, the movie is the window into somebody's life. Yeah. It actually makes that reference right here. And so you're, and it doesn't cut from this. It just keeps going around. Yeah, we're not supposed yeah. to be here. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I think it's, it's interesting with this perspective because for me, I think I would be the worst serial killer ever because I would be terrified to be outside somebody's house right now looking in, right? Yeah. It's, it's another angle of fear and that, that hooks you as a viewer. Exactly, like the camera's panning left and right just looking for people, yeah. almost looking for an excuse to not do what they're about to do. Or looking for someone to do it too. Yes. And we all know that this is all done in one shot. And Jamie Lee Curtis has talked about how yeah, she was here. Are. 
Yeah, she was uh, she was here uh, moving things out of the way while this shot was taking place. Wow. Lights and furniture. And now there, uh, the character is in the kitchen and grabbing the famous knife. And this is Deborah Hill's hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. And now, so this was shot back. Uh, wh- when? Wh- what year was this filmed? This was seventy. Oh, wow. 1978. 1978. And so they're shooting on film. Like, we're so used yeah. to shooting on digital where if you wanted to shoot everything in one take, it would be so easy to do in a way. Over and over and over. Yeah. Whereas the cost of doing multiple takes on film, I can only imagine how many times they had to practice this. Now, did you guys go see the uh, ha- the Halloween house uh, a few years ago at Halloween Horror Nights? Yeah, yeah in the maze. Absolutely. What did y'all think we of it? We fell to the loved ground. <laughs> I loved it because Michael Myers is, is truly a, a terrifying character. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Jason. I absolutely adore Jason. But there's something about Michael that is just so evil and terrifying that doing a haunted house built around Michael Myers just takes you back to that time I first saw the movie and how I was a little kid and how scared I was. And I felt that way at, at the, the attraction. I mean, you're, you're still, it's uncomfortable. It's still uncomfortable because you don't know what's going on. You're hearing sounds. You're watching someone walk upstairs, and you know you're now somebody. You are the eyes of a character who has a knife. What's he going to do with that? And this is actually where they do the, the cut. That was the where they actually end the cut, even though a lot of people think it continues. It, it doesn't. This is a different. Time. Oh, this so this is different. And it all starts with him putting on the mask. Yeah. So now... Michael Myers officially has on the mask. Or a mask. Or no, it's a mask. very, yeah. very, like, invading right now. Yeah. And there was a, a slight possibility that the Michael Myers would be wearing a Halloween uh, clown mask. Can you imagine that? Luckily, uh, we got what we did. So, so I have a question, Todd. Uh, you know, obviously we're seeing a, a female being, you know, uh, naked on screen. What are your thoughts about nudity in horror films and in film in general? Are you someone who... Um, is okay with as long as you know follows the story, or are you someone that tries to stay away from that? Um, it all depends. I mean, uh, being naked is is the ultimate vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So it, it only makes sense that it ended up in a film like this. Also, a film that you know before there was The Breakfast Club and Sixteen Candles and all these movies that catered to to a teenage audience. I don't think that Hollywood realized that there was a teenage audience that would go and make money and they discovered it here with these horror movies and it's part of the reason why uh, they've become as famous as they were. This was the teenage horror movie. This shot of him just standing there with the parents around him just staring into nothing. Yeah, and just like that blank stare. Yeah, you'd think they would have done something by now. Yeah, I, I would have ran into the house. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just frozen like, okay, is he going to drop the knife? Is he going to... Now, we're not going to, but if you go back and watch the mom, I feel like the mom is the best because I feel like the mom is like, kind of. I think she kind of looks over like, am I supposed to... What am I? Yeah, it's like that was their script supervisor, right? <laughs> yeah. Or something. Like, they just put a coat on her. Smith's Grove, Illinois. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, a friend of ours, the one that played Jamie in All Through the House... He actually goes to Pasadena to the Myers house dressed up as Michael Myers and just like go crazy in the neighborhood yeah. just scaring people. He's a he's a great uh, Love, Michael Myers. Yeah. We did I was part of a uh, an exclusive Halloween uh, a haunted attraction for some millionaires up in the Beverly Hills. I can't reveal who those people were, but we used to put on this big uh, uh, Halloween haunted house for their enjoyment. 
And uh, and Lido was always a part of it. Uh, he was our Jamie, and he was at times Michael Myers and different characters. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> now you have Donald Pleasance as yes. Dr. Loomis. Yes, now this was their star. This is what gave them that air of credibility. I was going to say, so this was the thing that made Hollywood producers feel, okay, we'll give you this money. We'll produce yes. this feature. Yes. And he really does. I mean, he brings something to this movie that uh, he, was, he was worth everything. It, it worth every being in all the sequels and all that. We just, we love Donald. Well, you feel his, his absence after you know, he, he leaves it when it comes back. It's undeniable. I mean, in H2O, I loved H2O because Jamie was there. And I, I enjoyed the movie a lot. But yeah, you're missing Donald. I actually believe... That's when I saw the first movie was when H2O came out because yeah. I think I watched it to go see H2O with a friend of mine who's a huge horror fanatic. Yeah. And it was in theaters when we were able to actually experience it. Yeah, and they filmed this scene here with them in, the, uh, in a, a garage. Oh, so they're, right now the characters are in a car driving, but so they're actually just filming in a garage? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're just in a garage. So it was, it was, you know... All the tricks you learn when you are on a set and filming now that, you, like... You know, they go through it, too. Like, yeah. Halloween went through it as well. And I'm sure the nurse here had no idea that she would become such a popular character and reemerge in Halloween 2 and Halloween H2O. And possibly we might see her in this, uh, this sequel that we don't know much about. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting, going back to the, the garage thing, like how like some of the most complicated problems are simply fixed and like you some people can overcomplicate the problem and the answer and like why don't we just put it in a garage and just just make it dark and bounce the car oh my god that's and just have a little hose and like you know well and so this was obviously the big passion project of john carpenter what all roles did he play in getting this film made and created i i think it was it was all him and deborah hill now deborah hill was an amazing producer she was way ahead Mm -hmm. of her time and she ended up becoming uh really big in the uh, Hollywood as a producer um, he credits her a lot and she deserves just as much credit in, in getting this done oh yeah they're good too yeah this is great she never loses a cigarette because you can't do that yeah. <laughs> so now we got an arm reaching out grabbing the nurse yeah and we did miss where he breaks the window and he's got uh, a uh, screwdriver oh here it comes look here closely look close not a screwdriver but a, uh, a wrench or something in his his hand to the to break the mirror and we all see it now because it's in blu-ray but nobody saw it in the theater <laughs> when it first came out oh man just to be in this experience and then to be alone and there are so many things that just aren't explained in halloween that make it all the more creepier i mean you can't really get do that today yeah well you get certain films like the Dark Knight, uh, which one of our previous guests, uh, Marcus Friedlander, was talking about. One of the brilliant parts of that movie is that you have all of these open questions by the end of the film. But because it's a film that deals with, you know, a psychotic, uh, you know, antagonist, very much like Halloween, it actually fits that not everything is explained. Yeah. And that puts you more on edge. And so yeah. now we're back in, uh, was that Haddonfield or? Okay. On Halloween. Yeah. Where, you know, this is the, uh, uh, not very far from here. Yeah. As, when, when I did Two Brothers, we actually got the street uh, that Lori babysits at. And we filmed right in front of that house. That was my own little uh, uh, goober moment. 
that the house I was filming where John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis were. Uh, now, if you do hear some chirping in the background, uh, Ashley does have some birds. I have three <laughs> little parakeets. The bird girl. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah they're I- <laughs> talking about it right now. It's like if you notice the leaves, all these leaves were brought in. They were not there. It was uh, if you look at all of the trees, they're green. <laughs> they're not, yep. they not brown. Yeah. yeah, in LA, there's no such thing as trees. And that corner is very famous right there. It's still there. People go there all the time and take pictures. That's in Pasadena, though. So I was going to say, Pasadena is the home of a lot of famous uh, streets where movies were filmed on. That's where Back to the Future, a lot of those uh, scenes were also filmed as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. I uh, I went there not too long ago. And also there's a, a bridge. Oh, forget the name, but it's in La La Land. Mm, yeah. Uh, what's that bridge? It's in Pasadena. Oh, oh the Colorado? I don't know. So, I don't like know, that. but I, like I, I, I went <laughs> on it. Uh, so... Now, Ashley, you do you do a lot of uh, 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 cosplay pictures and 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 uh, uh, modeling pictures. Have you ever thought about doing? Oh, a, a, oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> you don't need to finish Jamie that conversation. And having like a Michael Myers behind you. <laughs> yes, I was actually just thinking about that for this Halloween since Lido goes out there um, and do it. I was like, man, what if I had Jamie and, and like I could just go around and dropping my keys and just be like, keys, <laughs> 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 the keys, <laughs> you know. Constantly. So yes, I have thought about it. Con, con, and then and then go with a group and then constantly go d- separate halfway through yes. it. Like, guys, I think we need to separate. No, no, we don't. Why would we want to do that? <laughs> Todd, you actually did that in the parade with Jason yes. and uh, with our Misty, friend Misty. Yeah. And uh, it's a parade, a Halloween parade, and Todd was Jason, and he was, like, chasing after um, our friend Misty, who was playing, like, the victim. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy watching it. We made the front cover of the paper. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> fancy, fancy. I know, right? <laughs> and someone's already in the house. Yeah. Who's in the house? Is Dr. Loomis? I'm not lost. <laughs> <laughs> Todd's never seen this movie before. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, man. Look yeah, this is how fast, yeah, how fast he gets out of the house without anybody noticing. So who was the kid? To- uh, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, it, well, he, he was there, too, when he we was saw in the, He was in the theater, actually, when we were watching it. He was sitting oh, down with yeah. everybody. Yeah. I'm just going to ask questions about what's going on in the no, movie. While now, uh, we also see Michael's... You know, his shoulder is in. Is it Michael? It is right there in the screen as we're watching uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, or is it Loomis? Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> or is it is it oh, no, is it a hobo? Yeah, there's. <laughs> but kind of it recalls again that first uh, sequence that you see in the film of like you're back with him. Yeah. You know, like it's uncomfortable. You're just there watching this woman just walk down the street. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, and everybody always wonders. Again, another question. You know, why is it? Lori, what's the fixation of Lori? And uh, and they answer that in Halloween too. So again, it'll be interesting what they're going to do with this uh, new sequel if it disregards yes. Halloween. And, uh, who's the team that's uh, writing and directing it? I believe uh, Danny McBride is mm-hmm. writing and directing. Oh, I believe, right. or he's he's yeah he's not directing it. I think it's a oh, friend it's of his. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but John Carpenter is. Uh, oh, and this scene here, we've seen this scene before. So they're in the classroom. Yes. Yes. And many. Uh, copied in many different other horror. I love how obviously set up this the desks are for a camera to go through. Right, like who, smooth, who? Right? I've never been in a class where there's this weird gap between and like one. You can even tell the chair bef- uh, in front of the blonde kid is moved over slightly farther to the left so the camera can pass by, and it's kind of awkward. 
But we're all fixated on Jamie here, mm-hmm. and that and is not unusual. No, a guy just wearing the weird mask, just, you know, looking at your school. <laughs> so what's this, uh, I think, uh, isn't that supposed to be like William Shatner's face yes. or something? Yeah. Yes, reverse mask. They, they, they apparently did not have a mask in mind, uh, and somebody went to the, John Carpenter sent someone to the uh, store to bring some masks back. And uh, they came back with a clown mask, some other mask, and a William Shatner mask. (laughs) (laughs) But amazing. That's an amazing story if you think about it. And so iconic now. But do you think, did William Shatner get any credit in this? Do you think they sent him like a residual check? Like, hey, your face is kind of now the face of this killer. Thanks. It almost looks like the school back at uh, home, like like, uh, American Canyon. I'm pretty sure he said that he he didn't get anything wow. from it before. I think I'm pretty sure because they changed it enough. Yeah, and it was inside exactly. out. The whole thing was painted. But I think he's honored to be a part of the history. Ah, yeah, it's a big deal, right? So now we get a bunch of bullies yelling at this kid. Yeah, and if you're a kid watching this movie, I mean, you really relate to Tommy, and that makes this whole mm-hmm. movie all the more scarier. But just watching this scene, it makes me think of Stranger Things and, you know, just how that series really kind of brings a whole lot of different pieces of other films and series and stuff together in one. Well, it's the classic, you know, 70s, 80s style horror type film where there's always bullies bullying the the kid who ends up being part of the the hero group. And that's the kid you want to be. Yeah. (laughs) You know, It, it works. It works all the time. And it goes with, I think, the tropes of, like, <clears throat> who gets hurt in, in, in horror films, like the, the, the degenerates and the people who smoke and have sex. You know, the bullies usually get their penance in some form or fashion in a horror film as well. And it, so, again, we just saw another shot of Michael looking at someone. This time it was a kid. And, again, it's just so unsettling to keep finding yourself landing with this character as he's just watching people. I really suggest you watch the movie while we do this uh, <laughs> so that you know what we're watching. Yeah. Um, just a heads up. Yeah. And it's, it's really great too. If you look at some of the camera angles and how John Carpenter is, is uh, further away from his uh, victims. And as the movie progresses, the camera comes closer and closer until he's just right up in the faces. And as a kid, this is super creepy. Cause it's like the, all the time. Yeah. And, and, and you, you had to bring awareness. Like, yeah. yeah. Awareness. Be aware of your surroundings. I mean, again, putting you in the POV mm-hmm. of, of, of the Jason or Michael. I guess, I guess. What did you say? Oh, <laughs> in, the, in the POV of Elvira. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's who's the bad guy in this. So I... <clears throat> when pay were around. What is that? It's like some kind of spaceship thing. <laughs> I was going to say, people have never seen this movie before. Like, what is this guy in? He's in a phone booth? Yeah, yeah. What is that? <laughs> that that's-, that's the thing Superman changes in, guys. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden you see Christopher Reeve fly by. <laughs> it does look like a little bit Kansas, yeah. Kansas in the background there. Kansian? Kansian. It's yeah. very Kansian. Great timing with the train. I was going to say, Adds much such great suspense. production value right there. Yeah, well, this is Michael's first victim that everybody always forgets about him when they do a victim count mm-hmm. in Halloween. I, however, do not forget <laughs> about it. <laughs> we get it, Todd. Uh, 
Todd actually has a list of all the people on the wall that die in this yeah. movie. Well, it's a, a very small body count. Phelps is the biggest one. Yeah. Never forget. Okay, here we go. And the grip. And Poor Mr. Phelps. Yeah. He's such a good guy. And here we meet Laurie's unlikely friend. The best thing in these movies, even today, is background actors who are told, just walk and then go past the camera. Because... Th- Nobody walks like a human being. <laughs> it's all, I'm going forward, and I'm turning right, and I've passed the camera. <sighs> I did it. Did I do a good job? Did I do it? Did I look at the camera? I'm so sorry. No, I know that feeling. I love the background people, and I appreciate them so much. <laughs> Back in the day when phone numbers did not have area codes attached at the beginning. Oh, man. And I love, I love these this these group of friends right here yeah it's such good dialogue mm-hmm. it's like uh deborah hill wrote all the dialogue for the female characters oh, oh, nice. um and the characters are so good and the actresses are so good they don't even need to cut away they're just doing this all in one take and it feels yeah. so natural he, he keeps using these long long takes and now i think that's also a clear sign of when this movie was made because i feel like back in the day when i'm watch or when i'm watching films that were made in the 70s it is a lot of more longer, longer takes. It wasn't until you get to the 80s and 90s where you start getting splices of many, many different cuts. Mm-hmm. Also, too, what makes a film great is being able to see those full, those full scenes mm-hmm. play out. And it's more natural. It's organic. and uh, It's not so jarring. Mm-hmm. Also, as an actor, I just feel like it allows you to more so have a fuller be in, perf- be in the moment as opposed to you say a line and then cut. And then it moves on to the next. Here okay, we go. This is Speed interesting. kills, right? Yeah. Well, now that it's Blu-ray, you totally like see him. <laughs> and it, when we saw it in the theater, yeah, you could totally see him. But for the longest time, I could barely see him, like on VHS and uh, and all of that. And it made it really, really creepy. And then Blu-ray, it just is, it, there's a again another great kind of trope taking something that's usually safe like a a station wagon for families and making it creepy and terrifying oh yeah yeah and that he can drive so well with the mask on (laughs) he must not sweat much he knows the neighborhood really well he follows traffic laws very well yes he stops at the stop signs Mm -hmm. he turns his blinker on (laughs) he's turning (laughs) And if it doesn't work, he gives the hand signal. He did, yes, he did. Now, do you also think that he did these long takes as, again, another budget uh, issue? Like, as opposed to setting up each individual shot and everything, as you could just do a single long take and take care of all of those shots. Yeah, he does it, he does it a lot in this. And again, though, it, it, I'm sure it's budget, but it also is, you know, working with, within your budget. And he makes great use of these shots. Like, and we'll get more jar, we'll get more cutty as the film goes along. But I feel like it's that it, it's it's also an, an idea of, for me at least, taking away from it that right now everything's safe, everything's smooth, mm-hmm. everything's going like it should. They're like they're on their proper path. It's yeah. comfortable. And then as you get closer, as you said, it starts cutting more and becoming rougher and more engaging and intense. Yeah, the man knows what he's doing. And they obviously feel safe walking in their neighborhood. <laughs> now, what what do you th- if you had to say, is there a movie that's been out or has come out in more recent years? Would you say is like the Halloween 
of horror now. You know, that genre-changing, engaging film. Is there one that you would probably point to? Like, I could say that, that to me is almost in the, the vein of Halloween or has that feel. You know, I'm not sure that there had. I mean, I mean Halloween was such a game-changing movie that I, I, I just don't think that there's been anything that has been quite as, you know, you could say Scream. You could argue Scream did. Mm-hmm. Scream did change the way horror movies uh, were presented. And suddenly it was not a man in a mask, but it was it could be your best friend, you know, capitalizing on a different type of uh, fear mm-hmm. and uncertainty. So recognizing that horror films existed in the world yeah. That, yeah. that it's in? Uh-huh. But I also feel, though, a lot of horror films that are coming out now, in some ways, they're hindered by the fact that they rely so much on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking before we were recording uh, about uh, Happy Death Day that just came out today on October 13th and how that's you know very much reminiscent of uh, Groundhog Day and it plays on a lot of other well-known properties. There was nothing like Halloween when this film came out. And I feel like even one of my favorite recent scary movies like Insidious and Insidious 2, that is still a love letter to some of the classic horror films that came out during this time uh, period. Yeah, it was definitely game changing. Oh, she hated that shot because she started to laugh. Oh, did she? Yeah, and you can clearly see it, but, you know, it could also just be, uh, you know, yeah, but she, she admitted to it. Now, and I think nowadays, if this was made now, the killer would have been like one of her friends. and Yeah, know, which I'm not a fan of that, you know? And it definitely, we would have had another kill by now. Um, yeah, no, no, no big action has really happened in, uh, since the first couple minutes of the film. Which is a slow burn, like the beginning of the titles, as slowly that pumpkin coming in at you. It's like, it, it's already set you up for that. And we're wondering, like, why he has chosen her. What's what's his fascination with her? Yeah. I mean, look at that look at that dress and those shoes. How would you not choose her, am I right? I don't know. I'm all about them turtlenecks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those were sexy back then. I mean, they were she, showing some neck. She's the Judeo Christian value moral girl with the longer skirt. And yeah. The, you know, Innocent. Virgin. Yeah. Looser, has the pigtails, smokes. Yeah. But you know. well, I kind of like the slow burn in this because you really get a feel like you're kind of going along with it with her in in this experience like her being kind of feeling like someone's watching you or stalking you you kind of you feel that for her and yeah and there he pops up again and it's so quick it's you almost uh, when i was younger and i watched it i almost didn't even see him the first now how is she not going guys i'm seeing this dude like, because I mean, if the, if, the, if this came out now, you know she would have already sent a text saying like, "Hey, yeah. so I saw that dude again. Have yeah. you seen him?" Or yeah. Oh yeah, she's all taking pictures. Yeah, the, the, selfie with him in the, the back. Yeah. <laughs> we got that creepy uh, raggedy Ann. Yeah, that's all the, in the background. The Annabelle doll, the real mm-hmm. Annabelle. Doll. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And that was actually happening during around this time when this was yeah. made, right? Yeah. I had one of those too. I think I actually was uh, was like that for Halloween one year. You went as I was Annabelle. Raggedy Ann. Oh, Raggedy Ann. Well, okay. yeah, that's debatable. Could have been Annabelle. <laughs> and those, what is she talking on? What is that cord? Why is it needed? <laughs> it looks uncomfortable. 
it's so weird to watch movies like this or set in time where you didn't have a cell phone and you literally could not call anybody at a moment's notice that you wanted or text someone or message someone and like even i mean i i was born when there was no i mean i was around when there was no cell phones or it was just slowly becoming popular and it's still hard for me to fathom now it is not being able to call someone at a moment's notice or having to remember somebody's phone number. Oh, God. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know anybody. I know no. Todd's number. I don't even and know. And I know her. my best friend's number. I know my mom's and my wife's. Yeah. That's it. And th- yeah, that's all I know. I feel like I've been noticing a lot of recent horror films setting their story in the 1970s or 60s before people had personal messaging devices. It is a thing now. Even we're Death War 13 is, is one of the... We don't have to worry about that, which is great. Oh, so you're, you're purposefully setting it before... Well, not sort of purposely. just oh, so okay. happens that the movie takes place in 1972. I just feel like as an, as an audience member, though, like if I'm watching a scary movie that takes place now in 2017... Yeah, like, why aren't you just pulling but, out your phone and calling 911? But I'll, I'll be honest. If I was at home and there was a killer in my my, my house, there's a good 50% chance that I can't get a call through. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. yeah. You got to put the password in. Or it's or it's going to break up. And they're like, I can't understand where you're from. And I have to keep – and, like, the killer's right in the spot where my phone would work perfectly. <laughs> or you, you just have a shot of someone running in a field, like, with their phone up yeah. in the air, like, where's the signal? So, so luckily there's no perfect cell phone company. So you still have that – uh, you know, anytime they pick up the phone, you're do 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 do. It's like call failed or no signal. Oh yeah, and we, we yeah, but we always are struggling with our cell phones. Yeah. We can't find our cell phone. The battery's about to go out. We're not in, you know. So or you do it like what you I have did, to own put it. it on the moon, and you can't hear it at yeah. all. <laughs> but see, it adds. I think cell phones can also add to the horror experience because you know you take a selfie and then later you look at it and there's someone in the background. Yeah watching yeah. you you know you do a boomerang and you see a guy slowly peeking out I, I just did that with my friend joanna she was taking she was doing a boomerang in the bathroom and i saw that she was doing that and i kind of like stuck my head in there so like i pop in and out of her boomerang all of a sudden all horror movies start having boomerang videos yes. i know my mom doesn't understand why i'm always on my phone because my phone is like my computer it's like it's how I, I do my business, handle my business. Um, it's y- again you rely on it. What's the Another long shot. Doing business yep. and handling business. Actually. Oh, <laughs> same thing as doing business. <laughs> yeah, so we're now uh, back with the doctor yeah. walking through a cemetery, and Todd just noted that again. It's another long tracking shot. Which works out, which works really well. One of the great things I always, when I'm watching this, I always look back on my first experience watching it, watching it as a kid. And with, you know, Lori walking into her house, seeing Michael in the, I didn't know she was going to get killed or not. I was in the suspense of wondering, you know, what was going to happen. And it's uh, such a, you know, it's a, it's a time, a moment that you never get to have again, especially now, since I've studied these movies and I've written these types of movies, um, you have to try to find other ways. Now, as you were just saying, like you can sometimes be also, when you watch film, you also sometimes can't help but see some of the flaws. Is there any flaws within this movie that, you know, whether they were, you know, by mistake or anything like that, that you've noticed? Well, I mean, that would, I mean, I absolutely adore this movie uh, to the moon and back. So I appreciate everything, even even when it, it may may suffer at some points from from budget wise mm-hmm. i think that it adds to it 
Yeah, it, it, it really does. It really does. And it has, it has stood up, you know, but when I saw it in the theater and I, it's the first time I've ever seen it on the big screen. Um, it, it did come across to me as far more campier than I had ever really considered it. Like I definitely considered Jason campy and, and uh, Friday the 13th part three and all that. I never considered Halloween campy, but seeing it on the big screen and seeing Michael driving in that car, <laughs> you know, seeing his face, as I think we're going to see him now in just a minute. Uh, um, I liked it when I would watch it on VHS and I, I couldn't really see him as well. I think it depends on how you approach it. Like if I'm like right now, I'm watching it with reverence and reverence and, and, you see it, it is creepy. It has a creepiness. Oh, yeah. There's a goofiness to it, but it's still, like, creepy. Yeah. And I'm sure also in the VHS version, you didn't see all the chest hair poking out of this cop's shirt. No, no. Right. Well, that was very cool back then. I heard that's how he got the part. <laughs> wait, wait, what problem you got with chest hair? Yeah. Oh, I got it. <laughs> it's coming back. It's in style now. Yeah, didn't <laughs> Yeah, and he pops up again in the, the... He's also got really good sideburns. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Chest hair and sideburns. Got him the roll. Yes, just in that second. The man who will save Dr. her. And, and here comes Michael. Yep. Yeah, he's just up there in the very left-hand side. Look at him. He's looking You can see the mask from here. Yes. <laughs> there he is. Look, see? He's turning. He's looking. Hands at 10 and 2. <laughs> what, what would have been great is, like, if he turned, he saw the doctor. He was like, oh, and just started, like, backing back. Make a U-turn. What's sad is if this had been Los Angeles, it would not be suspicious. If I saw someone in a, driving in a Halloween mask, I'd be like, what up? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I know. I drive you in rule. my Wonder Woman costume probably, all I'd the time. I'd probably take a picture yeah, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, this dude's then, awesome. Yeah, and then Dr. That's Loomis would see it on Tumblr or Twitter. in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. We and this is great. AJ Abrams going on. Yeah, and this is Deborah Hill filming this. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, John Carpenter was very busy. Uh, he sent her to get this scene. Uh, uh, you can see all the fingerprints on the windows. Yeah. yeah, she's just sitting in the back filming it. And it, it works out really good, giving you another glimpse inside uh, Lori. I believe in a second you can see the DeLorean coming back from the future, <laughs> flying over <laughs> the car. <laughs> Now, now that's in my head. Now, yeah, right. I gotta stop. But we're really okay. And look how close he's following. Yeah. This is interesting because, just as footage-wise, the the in-car shot looks so clean, but when it cuts to this outside shot, I don't know if it was maybe when it was shot at the time of day, it looks a lot grainier and rougher. And I don't know if that's due to maybe when they updated it from the film, maybe that shot somehow didn't get cleaned up or something. Well, it looks like they were inside the car versus outside the yeah, car. Yeah. yeah, well, Deborah Hill was filming it. Right, right, right. Like, literally, she had the camera in right, her hand, right. and she's not the cinematographer. Right. So, uh... It seems like the outside was actually a, like, almost more amateur shot. Well, because... Oh, yeah. Well, it also just looks like uh, they were trying to capture the sunset, and so yeah. maybe they were racing against time, and yeah. as you were alluding to in the previous episode, that sometimes... <laughs> You just got to shoot it within seconds. Otherwise, you'll lose that lighting. And this is great. This is, this is right uh, by where we live here, not very far. And I filmed right out in front of the house. It's a little different now, but you can, you can tell it's the same. What's place. that address for everybody? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, get to, I'll get blocked where, on Twitter if I give where? that out. 
here we go. I love this. I just like the, he must sweat a lot in that mask. Mm. Like he's got to have like no sweat glands or something because, or or maybe he's got a camel back and he's constantly drinking water underneath the mask. Maybe he's just following these people because he's thirsty. He's like, I really need some water. And he's got a great hiding spot there. No one can see him. So got, you see the, the jack-o'-lantern on the front, very much like the very beginning of the film. So I like to make a game. If this was a musical, as we watch it, point out where you think a, a song would be, would, what musical number would be inserted. Oh, that's a question for Ashley. Yeah. I like that the card just says sheriff. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. like, just so you know what's going on yeah. in we're case just, you're lost we're the sheriff for the world I feel, I feel like, like this would be a song number where he describes what happened in the house okay. like so many years ago <laughs> mom and dad just looked at his son <laughs> just a, it's called blank stare would yeah. be the name of the song <laughs> as we walk into this creepy house Good thing I got this flashlight that doesn't light the room. You know, I, w- I would really like to see Halloween the musical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're hearing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's being developed. Yeah. We're, we're writing it as we speak. Uh, Todd, you were looking for, you know, a new theater <laughs> horror project. Let's I do a musical. It. I found it. <laughs> I mean, we're not cheap, just to let you know, heads up. Like, we're not, we're, we're. We're about half the budget. <laughs> no matter what the budget is, yeah. we're half of it. Yeah. Okay. I feel like Do- Dr. Loomis would have like a wonderful baritone type song. Not voice. a falsetto? No, 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 no. no, no. Okay. I think Michael would have a falsetto. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. No, I think he'd just like, they'll just be music. He, he would probably be the rapper. All yeah, of his songs the would be rapper. Oh my God. That, it's, so Lin-Manuel Miranda will play, will, play Jay, will play Michael. And this is... Uh, Guys, I think we're coming up with something really great here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. You need to keep it on the download now. You, you've been let it out there. Now someone else is going to do it. <laughs> Next thing we're going to see that on... <laughs> you know, on YouTube or so now we're in the bedroom yeah. uh, for where little Michael was at the beginning of the film. I, I do like you're pointing out the flashlight really doesn't light up anything. It, no, like, and I and I, I think that's in all, uh, you know, crime shows or anything. You always see the detective or the cop with the flashlight, and it does nothing to contribute to the, like, lightness in the right. room. Well, I do love, like, in movies and stuff, when you turn off a light, it doesn't get darker, it gets bluer. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, the, it's like, yeah, in my room, the moon just lights up that room <laughs> like it's right beside it. I know, there's times where I wake up, and it's like so dark that I I start to run into things like always and, and you then, get scared especially in this apartment because you have so many like you know you got Jason over there holding you know, a knife me when I was trying to go into the bathroom and he was coming out of the bathroom for some reason he turned the lights off before he was exiting the bathroom and so when I opened it at the same time as he was coming out um he came out and I just I screamed bloody murder <laughs> like I screamed so loud I always find ways to scare my sister so so what uh what i kind of asked about what inspirations from halloween or you know maybe is a halloween type movie that today but what's some recent horror films that you guys really enjoyed uh well i i really enjoyed it we just oh, saw that yeah. recently i still yeah. have to see it I, I i saw it and it really scared me like there was moments oh, wow. 
Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I Daniel, I remember you commenting on it though that it felt less like a horror film and more as like dramatic thriller. Mm, it's like a drama with horror elements into it. It was like Stand by Me, mm-hmm. you know, with more horror. Which Are the Goonies? Yeah, yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I, I mean, that's for me. It was more so than 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 the villain Penny was uh, the kids. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just thought that they were great. I just, I just thought, thought the acting in yeah. general, just across the board, was just really well done. And that, for me, was what I really was amazed by. You know, the the story and the throwbacks to Stephen King mm-hmm. and his other stories, of course, were, were great. But I just felt Andy Muschietti, I think, was is the director's was, name. Yeah. Uh, I thought he just did a phenomenal job just working with everyone. Now, uh, I recently saw The Babadook. Yeah, uh, recently, yeah. and uh, to me, again, Netflix. It, yeah, Netflix, and again, it kind of felt like a drama with more horror elements than probably it, but it was, it still felt like a very drama between like a mother and a son with a horror element kind of instigating. Yeah, what I really liked that. We Babadook. just watched on Netflix. What was the name of it? It was that Gerald's was pretty good. Game. Yeah, oh, Gerald, oh, yeah. Gerald, that was Gerald, that was really good. Game, yeah. Very well done. Yeah, I thought that was really that was great. Was a mindfuck. There's a Netflix original uh, film up called i am the Th- uh, pretty thing within the walls it's a very long awkward sounding title but it's actually it's not i wouldn't classify it as horror but it is definitely creepy and it keeps up the suspense throughout the movie see i love uh my wife and i both enjoy true crime documentaries yeah. and we watch investigation discovery channel yeah. like all the time like that that that's yeah that's on our on our tv more than not and uh, you know, and I'm I'm also like fascinated by psychology, and so like which I helped I think has one of the things I love as a writer doing stuff like that, and so like <clears throat> being able to like understand why people do things, which I think yeah. is why I like Mindhunter, which I mentioned off 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 uh, off mic. Uh, you know, interests me. It's that studying the mind of these people that did such horrible things, mm-hmm. and understanding how and why and how they got away like the you know the zodiac killer and things like that where they may have caught them they think they know who did it but you know they'll never really know for sure yeah but we don't yeah, know but for sure in this day and age you think we would have those types of serial killers we don't really do we have them as much not, not i mean would they be able to get away with it for as long could ted bundy go as long as he did well, technology and everything. There's so many yeah. ways to track people now. Mm-hmm. Pubic hair, and they solve a case. Did you yeah. see that? It's yeah. very impressive. But, I mean, I, th- I feel like I feel like there. I think there is for sure, but I think it's they're able to limit it where it's not 50 people. Yeah. But I think it also depends. Who are you? Are you killing? You know, people that are runaways, and there's not as many runaways or people hitchhiking as there was yeah. Yeah. back in the 70s and you know, 80s, big. and that was a huge victim for a lot of serial killers back in then. Um, one of the most interesting things recently, there's a funny, there's a show, uh, podcast called uh, My Favorite Murder, and it's these two ladies that just love true crime and stuff like that, and they talk about, it, and they joke, and they ha- they have fun with it, but they talk about their favorite stories of serial killers and stuff oh, like that, and they have people submit any stories from like their hometown, like that may be well known and stuff like that, and one of the ones they talk about is the Bay Area Strangler. Right. There Man. was a, a friend of ours actually um, was is was she connected to that one? The Bay Area Strangler. Yeah. Or yeah. was there another one that was going down the I five? Is are those? Two oh, you talking ones? about Kathy? Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. But like, she she knew she actually knew him. Oh, well, they never caught him, so mm-hmm. I don't know. So I don't know that the one. No, this no, is the guy. No, he got caught. Yeah, he turned himself right. in. He brought in a boob to the police station. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, it was me. And they're like, yeah, it was you. Well, this one, the guy would, um, a lot of times he would break into people's houses first 
and sometimes he would leave his like ut- utensils in their house like he would hide it underneath their cushions and stuff like that so then he would come back later when they were home and pull it out so it'd already be there and one of the things they always talked about was that he there's a story where one of the small cities where a lot of these murders were happening had this town hall event and they were talking about how husbands wouldn't fight for their wives and stuff like that. Hold on. Yeah, he just killed, killed a dog. dog. Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah. He's, he's killed. He kills two animals in this. And uh, when we did All Through the House, I sort of, you know, this is one of the things that I sort of uh, threw in there. But I got a lot of flack from it. And, sure. Yeah. And I'm and like, hey, hey, hey. At all. They're just like <laughs> it was in Halloween. I mean, that's why. That's kind of why I did it. it and it just, just sounds. And it's like, how could you kill a dog? And it's like, well, we're killing people. Like, it's okay to yeah. kill people, but it's not. You, you kill the dog. That's where I draw the line. Yeah, well, well, I will not be doing that again. So just just so you know. But uh, so, yeah, yeah, there was this town hall they had where they were talking about the murders, trying to, like, get everybody to, you know, understand what was going on. And one of the things the guy would do would he, when he attacked a couple, he would put plates on the husband as he laid down. And he would tell him, if I hear any plates move, oh, yeah, I heard that. then I'll know you're getting up. Well, somebody was like, how can a husband not defend it? You know, I don't believe this. How can a husband not defend his wife and all this stuff? And, uh, like, three weeks later, that guy's family was attacked. And so they think the, the strangler was at that meeting wow. because it's the only way he would have known. And there's apparently a picture of the crowd at the meeting, and everyone looks guilty, apparently, in the picture. Yeah, like, everybody has, that, like, 1970s just staring at the camera. Yeah, this was interesting here because as, as a kid watching this, I really related to Tommy. I wanted Jamie to be my babysitter for a number of reasons. But, yeah, he read comic books, so I instantly honed in on this kid. And he was sort of me. Did you wear outfits all the time? I wore, uh, yeah, I wore superhero outfits. <laughs> we, we know uh, Ashley is Wonder Woman. Who would you say is your superhero? Oh, anybody who knows me knows Batman. It's, I, I, I am a Batman fanatic. <laughs> He's got Batman bands on his Batman wrist. Tattoo. Batman wallet. Yeah, I've got a Batman tattoo. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Superman. Oh, <laughs> oh, I love Superman, too. I mean, I'm a huge Justice League fan. But Batman's my number one. Now you, you mentioned you wrote a Batman musical in the last... Uh, not a musical. It's called Batman the Play. The play. Sorry, a play. There's a Superman <clears throat> musical. Did you know that? Yes, there is. Uh, yeah. What? Called, yeah, it's called Up, Up, and Away. Yeah. And uh, uh, a theater in Dallas, a theater in Dallas, it, it's from the 70s, actually. And it actually went on, it was on Broadway yeah, it was on very Broadway briefly. For a short time, and it failed horribly. You've got possibilities. Yeah, I know the song. I know the musical. I told you I'm a big fan. A big theater in Dallas actually put it up, and they, like, re- they brought in a songwriter and rewrote some of the songs and wrote oh, new okay. songs for it. And so I got to see it. And it was okay. I mean, it was still terrible in the yeah. sense of Superman. But the way they did the set was like pieces of a comic book. So the set oh, would it. shift oh, in squares. Cool. So that was, I just wanted to because I thought that was really cool. <laughs> I want to see that. This is me every night. <laughs> just sitting on the couch watching in TV the in the dark. <laughs> she Look. still just looks as bored as when we previously saw her. In and that is scene. how I look at night, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is great. This is crazy. See, this is where I much prefer to see Michael like this in the beginning. Kind of blurry. Yeah. Yeah, Which probably, like you said, in the originals, you couldn't see him. And that was probably the intention. You couldn't see him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They 
You could see him looking back and forth to make sure no one's cards were coming. Some of the loss of like when you know things get remastered and cleaned up and everything, you lose some of that blur. The 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 environment and feeling. I see. I feel it would have been better if they would have staged a car almost hitting Michael and like having to swerve when he drives up because then you get a feeling he doesn't care. Yeah, his yeah, perfect driving that. record goes downhill <laughs> yeah. from yeah, there. Yeah, his insurance is going <laughs> up. three points on his Yeah. <laughs> she stops. Wait, should I really do this? Is this a yeah. good decision? Yeah. yeah, sure, why not? This movie brought to you by Tide. Yeah. And now we have a uh, little kid sort of in peril here, possible victims that have been introduced, um, which brings a whole nother level of fear because it is i mean if you're a you know normal person your instinct would be to protect the the children well yeah because you know that's was hard to do back then (laughs) she had no control and it just went lifted up i was just hanging out this window man no biggie yeah it was very it was a complicated compromising situation Now I can't remember is she, is she supposed to be babysitting? Yeah, she's this babysitting girl? Okay. Lindsay. She's she wants to you know hang out with her boyfriend, so she's going to dump her off with Lori. Wait, yeah. <laughs> Jolly Time Popcorn. <laughs> Wish they sponsored our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we got another great shot. And so much of this has just been done over and over again in so many different movies. But that's just, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then he's gone. Do this I forgot to turn on the subtitles. <laughs> so we really haven't known what anybody's saying. <laughs> well, we got the Nunezes over here. So uh, now there is a fun facts little thing also. I don't know if I should put that up where it tells little facts as the movie goes on. Man on TV. Yeah, and so she is, she is what you would call a bad babysitter. <laughs> Already, like, wandering around the house, kind of, you know, yeah, naked ar- around the kid that she's supposed to be looking after. Could you imagine, it's though? With another girl. I mean, it's not yeah, with a boy. You know? Yeah, but could you imagine babysitting a child and then putting your child, that child, into somebody else's care without consulting uh, with the parents? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That would be so bad. L- Luckily, it's with... Superhero Lori Strode babysitter because <laughs> it could have been the, the next door neighbor. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, she could have left the kid home alone. So you know, takes the next door and it's Macaulay Culkin. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. He just kind of popped up as if he was in like a you know one of the tubes in Super Mario Brothers or something. This is this is I think the one thing that bothers me because I just don't feel and this is me putting my own sense on it. I don't feel like Michael Myers would have hidden. I feel like he would have just stood there in some form or fashion. Either for well, bag, you know, you but know. I think he's getting close to making his move on this one, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So he doesn't want to do anything that's going to ruin that. Well, if you think about it, even in that opening uh, sequence when he was a kid, he didn't let his presence known until he wanted it to yeah. be. So he's just, like you said, honing in, waiting for his proper moment. I mean, that's what this is all about for him. It, you know, he wants – he's 
got his sights set. Yeah. Now Jamie Lee Curtis is carving more pumpkins. <laughs> uh, now, in 1980, Nancy Loomis joined Jamie Lee Curtis in John Carpenter's next feature film, The Fog. Mm. Ooh, with her know? mother. With her mother. All three of them were in that. Yeah, it was the first movie that her and her mother ever did. Ooh. Fun facts. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fun facts. Until I think Halloween H two O. I like she keeps drying her hand. <laughs> like, yeah. This pumpkin is everywhere, and, and mainly her thumb. Like her thumb got really messy. Well, don't isn't that how you gut a pumpkin with your thumb? <laughs> <laughs> this one of these girls gets taken into the TV, correct? And, oh, oh no, that's yeah. another yeah, one, Freddie. No. <laughs> Also like that this girl's just like wandering around the neighborhood with just this like button up shirt and yeah. that's about it. Well, she, she's got a blanket over herself. This is true, Michael. Don't judge. <laughs> well, now you get you, after she drops the girl off and you feel like okay, well these filmmakers aren't going to kill a little kid, so now we're probably she's really in some kind of trouble. So if you if you look if you look back in that garage, they have like four rakes in that garage. Who has four rakes? These look at their lawn. Well, yeah. Their lawn These is guys are, you know, got it. Yes. They're impeccable. And it's a family tradition. They all do it at the same, same time. time. And also, they're in Indiana. Supposed to be in Indiana, correct? Mm-hmm. So, Daniel, like, outside of Los Angeles, there are trees. <laughs> no, it's not true. They're, they're green on the tree, and then they're brown on the ground. And you've got to rake them with four rakes? Yeah. Yeah. Is well, it like, it's like, it's like, is each rake for like a different kind of leaf? Is that? And those had 30, the 31 up there. So it is Halloween. Their go. script supervisor was on that. And she didn't have to use her key. And this is where everybody starts screaming. Because he had a set of keys. Michael has keys to her car. Why is oh, it so, so foggy? So Why is it so foggy, guys? Yeah. Oh, and go. look at that shot. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's, that's scary. Terrifying. This would also go on to appear in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, as a different character, Linda Chalice. Yeah, we don't talk about Halloween. Yeah, Halloween 3 never happened. If you get a chance, you should listen to how this Get Made's episode on Halloween 3. It's pretty funny. I like the way she kind of rolled her eyes there for a second. Like, you're really still choking me here? We haven't said cut yet. (laughs) And, And there it goes. And we don't really see any blood if we don't see any blood. And uh, it's still very. Excuse me, excuse me, madam. You're dead. You wouldn't move your eyes around and close your (laughs) eyes as you slowly swung down. She didn't want her eyes. They were drying out. Yeah, and that light was shining right in them. You got to give her some credit. And it is tough, you know, because like I can go for a long time and not blink, and then you get in front of the camera and the stress is on you, and all of a sudden you're like, blink, blink, blink. Oh look, there's Howard the Duck. I don't think they had that cleared. <laughs> the kids are play, watching Forbidden Planet with Liam Neeson. Yeah, this is Liam special Neeson. effects. Yeah, who went on then to star in Prom Night with yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. So that's very interesting. They got a lot of orange going on in this house. And, this here's, was and here's Todd, yeah. too. <laughs> and I would do this, too. I'm telling you, this, this kid. This kid. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you can relate to Tommy. She's like, that can't be Tommy. And then now here's me. Not knowing you. Yeah. And I love this because you have to take her through the front door, right? Mm -hmm. They probably didn't have a back door. Well, they they do have a back door, and he knows who the back door is because he booby traps it later on. He's like, yeah. Yeah, he's like, screw with me. Screw with me. 
Susie was played by Kyle Richards, the sister of Kim Richards, who also appears in Carpenter's Assault on Precinct 13, who is also, Kyle Richards is also on uh, Real Housewives of New uh, Yeah, Real yeah, Real yeah. I heard that, like, a couple days ago. And now here is the babysitter. That, so. Here's Jamie, and you have to, like, protect these two children. Like, what do you do when you're in a situation like that, when you know that there's a possibility of something being creepy going on? Because she had felt followed. Right. And these kids are kind of seeing what she saw, but she's got to keep them calm. Now, I don't know if you guys know this. Do y'all know? Because I know a lot of directors, when it's kids are in horror, they try to protect them a lot of times from mm-hmm. the horror, the actual horror stuff. Uh, you know, um, Kubrick did that for The Little Boy and Shining, yeah. something like that. Do y'all know if they did that for these kids as well, or did they actually put them in the view of those kind of things? Um, I think they were in the view, from what I can remember. The guy who plays Tommy said he had you know, a great time on the set. So, mm-hmm. I mean, doing horror movies when you're actually on the set, it's not yeah. that scary. <laughs> no. Cause like, I've always been kind of on like behind the scenes when Todd has been, you know, developing his own projects and seeing the process of the process of it is, uh, and knowing it, I guess is why I, I, I actually like and appreciate watching. I'm sure it also comes down to context. Like what is happening in this scene? Yeah. Because, uh, when, this episode gets released. The previous interview series that we uh, released was with uh, Izzy Coffey, who uh, she was actually the child actress in Split, uh, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah. And he was very specific about filming all of her sequences without her knowing what was really happening. Because uh, if you've seen that movie, the backstory that she's featured in with her uncle is very adult and it's very dark. And so he was very specific. Even like when the movie came out, he sent her a copy with those, some of those scenes edited out so she could watch it and still not really understand yeah. what was happening in those scenes yeah. just because she's eight years old. Well, when Justice did uh, All Through the House and he had to wave to the evil Santa outside, he had no idea who he was waving at. I told him that it was his cousin Johnny <laughs> and then later on filmed that because Justice, yeah. he's not like us. He was six during that the time. Yeah, that we he it. doesn't like scary movies. Mm-hmm. He knows who Michael and Jason and all of them are. He, 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 he didn't. Li- he didn't like watching. Yes, I know. <laughs> no, he didn't even like watching the Goosebump movie that yeah. just like came oh, out. Not... Jack Black. Yeah, yeah, I just. It's so upsetting to well, me. Like right now, it looks like Chucky is looking at me from across. <laughs> yeah. He's. Yeah. He is so fr- afraid of Chucky. Oh, it's, I mean, that's that I'm like, No, Chucky was the one that, like, terrified me. I, like, when Child's Play came out, I was literally, like, jumping to my bed and had to have my closet doors opened right. and lights o- turned on. Child's Play, that was Wes Craven? Right? Or uh, no. No, 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 Wes Craven, no, no. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, this part was, the, are they going to say it here? No. It's the uh, same fact. Yeah, what I'll give you a different fact. Uh, Dennis Quaid was supposed to be playing Bob here, which uh, he was dating PJ at the time. That would have been very interesting. That would have been. I, I love Dennis Quaid. That would yeah. have been so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy's van, though. Look at that. Yeah, that's a creepy <laughs> kidnapper van. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what that van is. Right? Yeah. I know. Yeah, there's a great also shot looks too. Looks like he's got fur on the inside of the walls. Of, of course, thing. that yeah. was like you. Everybody had fur on the inside uh, of those cars. It's kind of a requirement. Yeah, that kind of van. <laughs> he probably has some kind of like horse on the one side riding him like a windstorm. Yeah. So here's where we get to see uh, uh, Linda trip over the tracks. 
Linda says the word totally two times, 11 times in the film. Only 11? It seems like more. <laughs> totally. That's like, oh, yeah, we totally say that word. Old school beer cans, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's watch your trip and. Three, two, one. And. Wait, okay. Did we miss beer. her trip? I think she did it slightly. There was a slight moment where she moved forward tight, slightly. Oh, beer all over the carpet. I know, it's not no your house. <laughs> Look at that rug. What was in the. Is that a. Like a rug on top of a rug is that what i'm looking at it was a dead their pet i think they knew that the camera was just oh, gonna so fall. i know there's yeah. that shoulder now, now i feel like, like this would be his moment to have like a solo moment in the musical yeah. like yeah. While, while he's watching them why can't i find love <laughs> it's so far away what are they doing on the couch <laughs> i want to do it that way <laughs> <laughs> Heart of darkness, I have. You heard it here first. Yes, <laughs> and last. Yeah. <laughs> These feelings will never go away. There we go. We're it's Halloween day. <laughs> <laughs> Should I take a stab at love? Clearly, there are. Like, yeah, right. In competition. <laughs> we need to stop. <laughs> John Carpenter wrote the role of Linda with PJ Souls in mind after seeing her performance in Brian De Palma's. Harry. Thank you. I couldn't see. I didn't see the last yeah. part. I was just gonna guess Scarface. Uh, <laughs> I like these generic uh, paintings on the walls yeah, of, fruit. of fruit and flowers. That's literally what was in my house. I think growing up, yeah, was those paintings. Now yeah, I'm so like imagining Dennis Quaid. Yeah. yeah. Every time. <laughs> so are we assuming that they did have sex? No, not yet. Okay. They will have sex, okay. and there will be no assumption. Gotcha, okay. And <laughs> <laughs> fully back on. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or just a no. intense makeup session. Yeah, they're just preparing for it. Yeah. Which is very they awkward. All have the, they all have the same phone, it looks like, as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're very popular. Can you take your shoes off? They're hurting my thighs. <laughs> PJ Souls is perhaps best soul. known for her star. Did she trip? There was. There was a trip. Oh, we missed the trip. And I saw it. Okay. We were listening to a fun over, fact. Was she tripping over uh, equipment? The tracks. Yeah. 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 And now she's starting to get a funny feeling. Now? Her babysitter now instincts. Yeah. <laughs> What's weird is that, like, it's Halloween night, right, in this neighborhood, and no one's trick-or-treating? No. What's, what's going on here? It's the trick-or-treaters have already gone to bed. It's late now. Yeah. Except for these kids are confirming the yeah good babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's where they are having sex, so there that there's no go. confusion. Oh. <laughs> Finally. In a house that is not theirs. No and, uh, sheets that are not theirs. In a yeah, that's a weird. Are they gonna do the laundry after this? You know, it's. Right. And no, they also they all also purposefully grabbed a jack o' lantern yeah, and right. put it in the bed like they were like yeah exactly and they have no other Halloween decorations it's a perfectly but. cut jack o' lantern yeah <laughs> I wonder if they like d worked on that jack o' lantern just then and they're like before we go upstairs honey we got to make sure we're in the Halloween spirit yeah which they are you can tell <laughs> and that's one thing with all oh. through the house like there's Christmas in every single shot yeah Christmas threw up. Guys, I still don't. Are they, are they? Are they? Are they doing it? I, can't, I still can't tell. Thirty seconds, love. Yes. And now the boob shot. 
And silence. And yeah. silence. <laughs> but he's got to put back on his really cool glasses. So that he can see the ceiling. Yeah. And also look at the light being reflected in his glasses. Ah, see. Married to actor Dennis Quaid. There you go. Yep. Married. That would have been fun to see him in say that would be fun to me married to dennis quaid <laughs> <laughs> right. i don't know randy quaid would be much more interesting <laughs> look at those glasses yeah i mean me and todd are rocking some glasses here what, todd would you rock a pair of those glasses absolutely i think yeah. i have some similar <laughs> i think I, there's pictures of my dad wearing a pair of those I keep looking at Michael waiting for him to start singing I'm the King of New York from Newsies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right yeah, now. With, my, with my cap on. Yeah, your jaunty cap. <laughs> okay, so now we know something bad is going to happen because there's blue light. Oh, oh his only film role. Poor, poor, really? poor John Michael Graham. We, earlier you were talking about um, like her and her Jamie Lee Curtis and her friends in this film. Like You'd never know what project as an actor you're working on is it going to be a hit thing that'll launch your career or you can be an actor like you know this gentleman here where this was his only film role and he's living off of conventions yeah Yeah, there's a lot of actors from these types of movies guys the guy that played bob is here yeah bob's here oh (laughs) can you stand in line for me guys only get bob oh god what a letdown i bought a replica of your glasses from the movie Was that Keanu Reeves? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. What's happening here? The entire score for Halloween was composed by director John Carpenter in three days. Wow. He's a man. He's a man. And it is... It, also, seriously, the music really made this movie. Well, yeah, he showed it to someone before he had the music, and they didn't like it at all. And then that person saw it when the music was done and was like... What did you do? This movie was terrifying. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I was so wrong. I was as wrong as this guy was after he just got stabbed. Oh, and he's, oh, he pinned him mm-hmm. to the wall. You yeah. gotta be strong if you lift an entire, like, person. To pin someone with a butcher knife to a door. Ju- yeah. Well, just a single butcher, butcher knife. knife. Why not? Why not? If you're gonna do it. Just... I guess it's right underneath his ribs. Yeah. Would that be why he's hanging? Oh, this is, uh, I was gonna say that's another moment for a song. I think it would be called like you know pinning Bob on the wall or something yeah, like that. Would it be would it be fair to say that Michael Myers invented the head the creepy head tilt or absolutely Mike like yeah like yes a, like a dog yes mm-hmm. just that you know questioning what he just did. Now, who, who played Michael Myers in this? A Dick Warlock. Wait, no, that was uh. I'll check. Yeah, check on that. Oh, <laughs> that was a boob. You know, I think it's just interesting that like, I'm assuming that her boyfriend must have done this routine numerous times for her to not find it like. Yeah, but if that's true, then how does Michael know about it? Oh, that's true. Yeah. And remember when he put his glasses back on and we're like, why did he put his glasses back on? Boing. Uh, yeah. Tony Moran. Tony Moran. Tony okay. Moran. So Dick Warlock was uh, part two. And was it a stunt uh, actor or? Let me look. (laughs) Carpenter has composed the scores of 14 of his 17 theatrical features that he has directed. And he's going to be composing the next Halloween. Yes. That's so awesome. Yeah, I want to cosplay in that outfit. 
Michael, it just says he's an actor. And he actually is Fair. a producer, and he's done a lot. He's still doing stuff. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it was after this film that phone companies realized, we really need to get rid of the cord. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's a dangerous. You can kill anybody with just about anything. <laughs> this was a it could be a deadly weapon. There's a scene in the Halloween Horror Nights maze. Her yeah. being killed with yeah, the cord. Yep. And resume. There's our guy. His three film scores by other oh, composers Star are Man. The Thing, Starman, and Memoirs oh, of the Invisible Man. And here he is discovering the phone. This is what the kids are talking about. Hello? <laughs> Johnny's Pizza. <laughs> Can I take your order? I'm telling you Keanu Reeves played Michael Myers in this movie, right? Whoa. Whoa, bro. I think my hair length and color and cut totally fits this... Uh, Costume that costume that Jamie Lee Curtis is wearing right now. Carpenter's son Cody is also a composer. Cody did the scores for his father's Masters of Horror TV episode. Oh. Fun facts. Fun facts. So now she has to face. <laughs> We've got some inter- uh, like very big bold lighting happening, creating shadows. It really is. It's such a slow burn. It's not just kill, 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 kill. It's kill, slow, 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 slow. kill, slow, slow, slow. Because he's, he's now killed Mr. Phelps, uh, her two best friends, the boyfriend, dog. Um, but even still, like, we're still getting these long tracking shots. Mm-hmm. And now we're back outside the big house. The Myers house. Well, we're close to Okay, his shaking there when the camera passes over makes it look like he's doing something else in those bushes. <laughs> <laughs> like he's finishing up using the bathroom or something. Maybe. Wow. He's been standing there a long time. How about waiting that? waiting for this moment. He knew that Michael was just is right back. behind him. I'm Dr. Loomis and I've got to save the day. Got to save the day. Got to, got save, got to save, save the, the day. day. I am a doctor. I have a degree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best. No one's as badass as me. <laughs> I like the sticker just looks like, or that stamp looks just looks like a sticker. Sticker, yeah. yeah. Because the sticker looks like a sticker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sticker looks like a sticker. No. I got to find some high-waisted bell-bottom yeah, jeans. Yeah, she sings her Lonely Hearts yeah. song. I feel like those are starting to come back. Yeah, probably. Probably. Oh, I think they did. I, think I they got yeah. to find this outfit. Oh, that's it. That, that's this is who I am going to be for Halloween. I've been Whoa. asked that question. With Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis was following in the footsteps of her mother, Janet Lee, who starred in Hitchcock's Psycho. And again, that was Deborah Hill's idea to cast Jamie Lee Curtis. John Carpenter wanted somebody else, and it was a genius casting move. Uh, it worked out really well. Who did he want? Uh, he wanted an actress that was a TV actress, blonde, that kind of whole, you know, kind of look. But um, but yeah, we got Jamie and we're we're extremely happy. We're all okay with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is very interesting to hear the character of, of Doctor Loomis. You know, he comes in at the end and saves Jamie, and then in part two he comes in at the end and saves Jamie. Um, and the evolution of the final girl saving herself—that whole Doctor Loomis type character—is sort of left the the blueprint of these horror movies. And, uh, and now our final girls are saving themselves, which I find much more rewarding. Mm-hmm.
was it like the end of uh, Scream where Neve Campbell, you know, shoots him as he's about to kill it, and then he shoots her again. He shoots shoot, shoot, shoots him again when he come, pops back up. But it's just like so like strong and, and bad. Like she's protecting herself. Yeah, could you imagine if a cop came in at the very end there and, and killed? And yeah, yeah. It's what? no, it's it's not. So this is a. And I think that's what you're supposed to expect is that like Dewey, this kind of bumbling cop, is going to save the day in the end. And the. End. Yeah, but we still, yeah we just hadn't hadn't gotten there yet, and even Texas Chainsaw Massacre that was uh, uh, before this, um, she doesn't conquer him in the end. She just escapes. I have to say, I actually really enjoyed the rebooted Texas Chainsaw. Massacre. I did too. I, I did really too. liked it. Jessica Biel oh was awesome. She in it. was badass. It like was it was done so well. well. Mm-hmm. I love like the music in it and the way it was shot and edited. I thought. It was it was amazing. It was probably one of my favorite horror uh, remakes that they've had. Yeah, the good old Panaglide. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis talks about this. She, she actually talked about uh, this chase scene uh, when we saw her and John Carpenter before mm-hmm. Halloween. And this was all, a lot of this was new to her, and she was very scared, especially in the beginning of filming Halloween, uh, scared that she was going to get fired, that uh, John Carpenter wasn't going to like her. Well, we, especially if he was going to go with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, Probably just trying to maybe think she's trying to find a reason. Yeah. I have to say, like, you know, one of my one of my favorite that's now kind of been exhausted in a lot of ways, but I loved the first Saw film just because mm-hmm. it was so different and so simple, yeah. set in one room for the most part with, you know, a few shots here and there. But it's just, you watch it, it's just so smart and so well made and put together well earlier we were talking about like you know are there any films since halloween that have really inspired any change and you know i i made the comment about a lot of horror films now just do throwbacks to old Mm -hmm. horror films but saw was one of the first like torture scary movies that really came out the 2000s. Well, and then you have Blair Witch Project, which started the whole found footage and the marketing campaign. But like when you have like the marketing campaign of like making it feel like it really happened, like that was the whole campaign was like this. Hey guys, this really happened. We found this footage. And those are both uh, done with extremely low budgets Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. So like a good film, as long as you have the material and the the writing is good, you can do a movie and still have a quality with low budget. Well, that's the great thing that, you know, Jason Blum of Blumhouse Productions, like, yeah. his, his studio is really... Is it Bloom? I thought it was Bloom. Isn't it Blumhouse? Bloom and Blum. Bloom, Blum. <laughs> you say potato. Yeah, I say potato. Blum, um, but hey, the, Noonses. I need yeah. you to stop talking. <laughs> but, the, but it's, you know, he's signifying the call to the rest of Hollywood, like, you can still make really scary films mm-hmm. and re- very, you know, successful financially uh, successful films uh, with a small budget. Curtis's final appearance in this series, 2002 oh, Halloween Resurrection. See, oh, that was my thing. When I, when, 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 when I saw that she was going to be in the new one, I was like, but didn't she die? I was like, I'm so okay. It was like, because I didn't hear that it was going to be a sequel to like the first film or second film. And so I was like, wait a minute. How about that photo with her wearing her iconic outfit? Mm-hmm. So that just yeah. gave oh, me when, like when they made so many good announcements yeah. that they were going to yes. do yeah. yeah. I mean, how do you announce it any other way? And, yeah. I know. I'm like, oh. And Michael damn. looking like Michael in the background. Wearing his wonderful jumpsuit. Oh, yes. I want to so. reenact that photo. <laughs> I wonder though if like. I'm, t- I'm surprised you haven't. That's what I was saying. I'm shocked. Up. We're doing it. It's Halloween. <laughs> 
I wonder though if Michael's aged like Jamie has. Like you know, he's maybe not moving as fast. Uh, all the answers to that when it comes out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is. I think this was also in the Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and then somebody came out of the closet or something yeah. like that. Was that you? And this is gonna be Joanna. We're, I'm gonna have yeah. her. This is Joanna. <laughs> Our beloved daughter. Oh no, Judith she'll have Meyer. to be. Yeah. Um, and then here they just start yeah. dropping out like flies, like like impressed you know, by the timing that Michael. So was the thought originally because you said it wasn't until the second one you found out they're brother and sister. Yeah. Is this originally the concept you th- thought maybe it was a kid she was babysitting? Was that what was supposed to be the idea of who is Mike? Who, who kills her sister, the Judith, at the beginning? Or, or sorry, who kills, kills the girl at the beginning? Be- is it supposed? Or we think it's just a different family? Is that kind of no? It's thing? supposed to be he killed his sister. Got, or no, no, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is uh, the connection, the between. connection uh, between Jamie oh, Lee and oh, well, that I guess John Carpenter uh, came up with that when they were trying to find out a story for Halloween two. Oh, and he was just searching for things. You know, that was when Luke and Darth Vader became... Oh, so creepy. Yeah, it's great. A great shot. So, But it wasn't in this at all. They weren't brother and sister. Well, it kind of reminds me of... Uh, Daniel, you were talking about Strangers mm-hmm. earlier, where the, it's kind of terrifying if you just think that he isn't her brother in this, that he is just a random person choosing to just terrorize. Yeah. Just fascinated with her. Yeah, and, and that's what it is right now. Well, it's like also like um, Last House on the Left, which yeah. is such a great, strong like revenge. Oh, it's, oh. It is, yeah. It's a hard movie to watch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. the payoff is worth it, yeah, right? Yeah. The payoff is, is really I, worth it. When I first watched it, I didn't know anything about it when I first, and I saw the remake first before I saw Oh, here, look at the glass plane. You know, that's mm-hmm. fake because she's going to bust it. Mm-hmm. But, but like you watch, I watched, the, I know nothing. So I watched the, the. Oh, yeah, you can see the light difference. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, when you see what happens to the, the main character in the beginning of the film, yeah. and I'm just like, how? What do you? What do you do? And then I saw the rest. I was like, yes. Yeah, and then you start cheering yes. for the Thank mom you. and the dad. Yeah. You're just yep. like, get him! But yep. that's a hard. I, I don't. I'm not a fan of rape scenes. I, I for me, I like my horror movies to have sort of that fun element to them, and and rape scenes just man, they just take it, take you out of that. I guess it gave it like that weird reality feeling yeah yeah Again, yeah this could happen. and i i really enjoyed the remake to uh last house on the left even though it's, it's hard to get through the first act oh yeah yeah they did this all in one take too it ended up getting a cut but she was very nervous about doing this and doing everything john carpenter just told her remember she was talking about it and she was uh, uh she was a little freaked out uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, just running across the lawn. Everything, everything from that moment, they follow her through all of this, and she's like, "They're not gonna, you're not gonna cut." And, and, so, gonna cut. and so while they're filming this, John Carpenter is just telling her, like, just telling her, "All right, now you're gonna run down, and we're gonna." Yeah, go he already her. told her what to do, so she just okay. had to, yeah, to follow follow his uh, his directions. Oh. But you know, she was a pro back then. Yes, here, here, the keys. Get the keys. Get the keys. <laughs> The, the pockets are so deep. No. And he sees you. Yes, yeah, so let's yell. And, you know, she lives in a very quaint neighborhood, and no one's looking outside their window no, they, or anything. It's just you know, trick-or-treaters uh, making uh, Halloween like, this jokes. This is just a performance, because this is how it was, like, at living with my brother. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, they, yeah they probably would be the same way. I mean, but Ty this was so suspenseful. Out of the windows and no, this is it. This is the big scene, oh. big story. But like, which is funny because now you would have her have like run-ins like this two or three times in smaller uh, and like in Scream, yeah, yeah, before and then the big fight. Whereas here, it's a complete build-up around her, and almost like uh, 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 
keeping like keeping her uh, stranded by yeah. killing all the people around her. Yeah. I think that you wouldn't want to stand by a window after just closing the door and everything. No. Uh-oh. And of course the anyway. window has to be open with nice flowy wind. But you are there now. You are invested in this. Mm-hmm. And and you're invested in, in, in Jamie. And Todd has a thing for like big needles like that. I was gonna say uh, for, for knitting. For, for knitting. <laughs> <laughs> for knitting. I'm a big knitter. Not a big knitter. Ooh, oh, that's awesome. Ouch. Needles. Anything can be a weapon. But I, I would I wouldn't believe that that did. The what, what what do you guys think about the purge movies? I like the first one. The I thought it was an was interesting good. concept. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other ones didn't grab me so so much. I felt that the second one should have been the first one, and the first one should have been the second one, taking you from because they do have, they do United. go about different views right. of you know um, of a purge. Right, and I feel like you get the idea of the world, the world in the second yeah. one, and the then bringing in more confined in the f- second the in the se- in the, in the first one, and flipping those I think would have made a better continual well i think i think the the budget was like what it was a million dollars oh yeah it was yeah. a million yeah i mean I which know, i mean that's true. to me that's a million that's a you know, <laughs> hundred million dollars well, but they're making a fourth one yeah they are making it on, on island on long island oh yeah it's yeah it's supposed to be the beginning of the purge like, it's, okay. it's like when it started uh, yeah, it's, it's, why it's a test purge is it a prequel yes that's <laughs> a big thing right now when franchises can't figure out how to push the story forward Sometimes when you watch a, a movie, you want to know like what got them to this point. So you want to see. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's interesting. It would be interesting to see how the country got, why the purge worked, and what was the reason behind it. Yeah. You know, in the long run. There is a. I don't know if they still. It's a it. very interesting concept, yeah. and I would be locked away very, very like days in advance. Yeah. yeah. Like not waiting till like oh, two seconds day. before the, just, the, the, the purge call. To go to Big Bear. Yes, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like what is it? Um, there was a, uh, the the there was a purge experience in L.A. where you went and it was like a meeting of the founders of America or whatever they called themselves, and it was like it turns into a chaotic purge night. Wow. And I don't know if they still do it, but I know they were doing it for a few years. Yeah. I bet something I, I would not, not be involved yeah, in. Will, I'm going to skip that. <laughs> like I said, I'd be locked away a, like a week in advance. And it's interesting because for the longest time for me, uh, this was serious. the boogeyman. He was the boogeyman. Right. Like when we said the boogeyman, that's who we thought of. Right. It wasn't Michael Myers. It was the boogeyman. That's a terrifying shot right there. Yeah. And that, that mask just is amazing. Look at this. This, that is just. Uh, the Bowling Green Philharmonic, a moment of silence for the Bowling Green uh, terrorist attack that happened never. What? <laughs> Remember the, the Bowling Green? Oh, movie? yes, yeah. that's right. So okay, so I really, yeah, the, the string around the doorknobs, I wouldn't feel very safe no, right oh, now. No, not at all, but no, at this point, no. you, like, oh. what else do you have? There. He'll also, never get in. You've backed yourself into a room that you can't get out of. And they, you look at them, they don't live very, look at, there's nothing. Such a great shot, though, this Isn't shadow. Mm-hmm. And so terrifying. In reality, the music was performed by Carpenter and several friends. Huh. Oh, I think she's in here. I think she's in here. I really want a sweater. Yeah. My winter jacket. Okay. It's cold outside. Why doesn't she have any clothes? So I said the family just had no clothes up yeah. there. It was a, I don't it's know. It's laundry day. But it looks like she has like a princess dress back there, like a Snow White dress. 
They just pulled costumes. You don't have a Snow White dress in your closet? Dude? I know. Everyone has a Snow White I love when the light dress. comes on. And the mask looks just as scary in the light. This is the first time we, we see him in this. Obviously, you guys have filmed horror films. Have you guys ever, like, worked a, a horror, uh, like, a horror maze or a haunted house? Haunted house? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did a haunted house. I was, uh, I think I mentioned that oh, yeah, a little did, bit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I would be involved. I'd be one of the ones scaring. <laughs> yeah. I love that, that she uses the hanger. Yeah. Now she has the knife. Yeah. That she had dropped yeah. purposefully. And she really, she did not want to drop the knife. Get uh, him. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Get him, Jamie. When filming this. Why did you stop stabbing him? I would be stabbing him many times. I know. And she had the same questions and she wanted to, but uh, it was, it's a, it's a, you know, John Carpenter wanted the audience to be yelling at her. To be invested and in that. And then here we are at this table yelling yes. at her. And, <laughs> and, it, and it really worked then. It, it, it can't so much work now. Now people look at it differently if mm. that happens. It's like the person running up the stairs. You yeah. yell at them for running upstairs. And but he, then he at least landed out of the way properly so that she could open the Yeah, line. but still, you know, in the way yeah. so that she has to walk over him. Over him. And the suspense is horrible. And then she drops the knife. Yeah. Like, she gives him back his weapon. And then she dropped right next to him. That's when you double tap and you get on there and he's <laughs> just like, Dude, Throw it out the window. That, that's what was so great about uh, the movie Zombieland, which was the rule double of, like, tap, double tap. Yeah. <laughs> and here, you know, her back is to him. It's, I mean, it's all great suspense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I think having it set with you knowing that these kids are also in the house like that's probably something that was never done before where we as the audience know that these kids are also actively in danger and that you would have to do the same thing you would you couldn't run you couldn't leave your kids with michael or myers because you think oh she's being chased instead of trying to get inside the house yeah. you know yeah. uh and i read the novel people ask like why does she stay and why doesn't she go with them? And in the novel, they sort of, you know, what her thinking process is, is that she has to, to be there to make sure. Mm-hmm. That he is dead. Yes, yeah. that he, that he uh, does not come back. And, um, and luckily for her, Dr. Loomis is. <laughs> He's just been wandering around this town. <laughs> it's kind of scary, too. Yeah. He's getting close. And this is a great shot. I just. For a guy being just stabbed in the chest, like he just stood up really. You know, well, you can't kill the boogeyman. This is true. He has an extremely well diet. He eats <laughs> well. He trains. He... You know, just wandering around. Uh oh. And he's got her. And there was a lot of controversy here about removing the removal of the mask. Oh, sure. Yeah. And it brought up a lot of controversy when in all through the house, we actually removed the mask and it got cut from the, the film. Oh, so this scene that we're watching right now wasn't in the original? No, this was. This okay. was. But there was controversy on whether or not to, to have them keep the mask on or to, to show that he's this normal, sort of angelic mm-hmm. a person or let him remain a monster. Now he has fallen out the window. He here comes must the be dead, right? He has to be dead. What was it, six... Times? Yes, I shot him six times. Oh my God. <laughs> and where, where have you been? Yeah. Like now? Yeah. <laughs> now you decide to show up? You know, I got some friends that are stuffed in closets in the other house. Really would have appreciated you being there. Yeah.
did Christopher Walken show up in this film? Because you kind of went into your Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I've got some friends. I've got some friends. And... Oh, where did he go? Where do we go from here? <laughs> she's like, I know. I know. And she's kept it together, too, until now. Yeah. After this kind of experience, I would want a good cry. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it's time to let it out. Let it all out, man. Well, I'm a psychologist. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, and I actually am a, I'm a fan of Halloween 2 and how it moves right into the sequel from this very moment. Halloween grossed $47 million. Yeah, that's a lot. Considering yeah. it was only like 200000 or or something like that yeah. to make it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a smash. Yeah, I don't know if we're ever going to get another movie that's going to scare us like a... And that's Halloween! With the Halloween Nunez! Yes! Well, thank you so much, guys, for being with us for this. We appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed it. Oh, thank Had you. a blast! It's always a blast watching Halloween. <laughs> I know, I keep my attention keeps getting drawn to it. I feel like it's... And then I have to remember I have to talk. Michael, thank you for uh, joining us. Oh, it was very fun. I hope to do more of these type of uh, movie commentaries in the future. I well, think it would be fun. I feel like we kind of – I'm going to go ahead and schedule you guys for next year. Okay. <laughs> for either for Halloween 2 or another Halloween first two, film. It's Friday, Friday 13th or something like that. I'm going to schedule you guys already. Just put in your calendars. It's cool. Uh, just wanted to let everybody know right now we're doing a wonderful contest that we're calling the Halloween Nunez Contest. Where if you leave us a review until October 20th on iTunes. That uh, person will have already been announced when this episode is released. That's true. Never mind. (laughs) Ignore it. We were doing a contest. Congratulations to the winner. (laughs) But we want to thank uh, Todd and Ashley for donating a wonderful poster to that contest while we're here. Yes. But thank you for reminding me. <laughs> you're, you're welcome, I, You know what? We record these and they go somewhere. I don't know where they yeah. go. But, uh, but thank you so much again, guys. This was so much fun. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another wonderful interview series. And uh, until then, remember to keep, keep up, up the, the hustle. hustle. Michael Myers is fucking dead. This episode of the Hollywood Hustle podcast was hosted by Daniel Tuttle and produced with Michael Lutheran. Kel Torados is our sound engineer, and Mike Tobias edited our website. For more information about the show, please visit our website at hollywoodhustlepodcast.com.